This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This morning, case breakthrough. A man charged with the murder of two campers in Victoria's high country. New South Wales ditches the mask mandate just in time for Christmas, while Victoria changes its border rules. Australian troops deployed to the Solomon Islands as riots break out in the capital. And flood emergency calls to declare a natural disaster with more rain on the way. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. After three days of interrogation, finally a breakthrough. Victorian police have charged pilot Greg Lynn with the murder of missing campers Russell Hill and Carol Clay. The 55-year-old is due to face court this morning. This has been an exhaustive and complex criminal investigation. After a marathon three-day interrogation and 20-month-long investigation, a breakthrough. The male that was arrested on the 22nd of November, has been charged with the murders of Russell Hill and Carol Clay. 55-year-old pilot Greg Lynn preparing to face court today on murder charges. We are hopeful that this arrest brings us a step closer to providing the answers the families have been desperately seeking and richly deserve. Russell Hill and Carol Clay vanished in March last year. A passerby discovered their burnt-out campsite the investigation sparked intensive searching and two weeks ago police identified a person of interest, providing some relief for families. The past 20 months has been an incredibly difficult time for them and I know their grief remains as raw as ever. Police revealing last night they've identified a new crime scene within Victoria's high country. Forensic crews will search the area in coming days. Police are hopeful that we will be able to locate the deceased and provide closure, ultimate closure, to the families. Georgia Holland, 7 News. Major changes are on the way for New South Wales just in time for Christmas. Masks, QR codes and vaccine passports will be scrapped from December 15. Face masks will only be needed for public transport, planes and in airports. Proof of vaccination will no longer be mandatory. Checking in will be limited to high-risk settings and no crowd limits anywhere, anytime. From Monday, students won't have to isolate if they're considered a close contact of a COVID case. The border permit system has come to an end in Victoria. Even if, you're not, even if you're not vaccinated, you can enter the state, a response to hitting the 90% double-dose target, while parents can now link their child's vaccine passport to their own. The family pass also applies to guardians and long-term foster carers. 
There were extraordinary scenes in federal parliament yesterday after Scott Morrison sensationally slammed an independent MP's proposal for a national corruption watchdog. The Prime Minister scrambled to shift attention after another backbencher broke ranks with the coalition, crossing the floor to try to force a corruption commission debate. This is one of the most important things that we come to this place to do. I'm not going to have a kangaroo court taken into this parliament. What was done to Gladys Berejiklian, the people of New South Wales know, was an absolute disgrace. Government's proposal for a Federal Integrity Commission expected to be debated next week has now been put off until next year. It's been revealed a Chinese spy ship spent three weeks collecting intelligence off the coast of Australia earlier this year. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra with the details. Good morning, Taylor. What do we know? Good morning, Jody. Well, we know that this Chinese spice ship spent time off the Australian coast uh, over through uh, August and September. News Corp reports that this Dong Dao's class spice ship entered Australia's exclusive economic zone off the coast of Darwin before making its way south along the Queensland coast. The ship, similar to one that was monitored at this year's Talisman Sabre military exercises between the United States and Australia, but this ship has has raised eyebrows, seeing as that there were no military games on when it entered Australian waters. The ship, which is considered to have extensive surveillance capabilities on board, also passed a number of military training areas. A spokesperson for the Defence Department says they were aware of the ship and were monitoring its course. This move by China does not violate freedom of navigation rules uh, imposed by the UN, but it does come at a time of heightened tensions between Beijing Jing and Canberra. Jody. Okay, Taylor Aiken, thank you. Australian peacekeeping troops have been sent to the Solomon Islands as civil unrest boils over in the nation's capital. Protesters have been demanding the resignation of the Prime Minister over diplomatic ties with China. Scott Morrison has stressed this deployment is only to support local law enforcement in Honiara rather than an intervention. It will be another day of heavy rain and storms along the east coast as a massive weather system sweeps across the country. Communities are being flooded with calls to declare a natural disaster. The Weather Bureau is also warning wet conditions are likely to stick around for weeks. Days out from when he was due to harvest, Ian Smith's paddocks are underwater. We were expecting um, a little bit of water, but we do get a fair bit more. A crippling loss of crops and cash from another flood. We've had a, a, a what we call a major flood, um, 96, uh, 2010, 2012, 2016. There are calls to declare this downpour a natural disaster and release emergency funds. Don't delay. Don't, don't, don't drag the chain on this. Parts of New South Wales have been drenched with falls of up to 80 millimetres dumped on already sodden ground. We are seeing the flood water move through uh, that we saw a couple of weeks ago. Multiple flood watch alerts are now active across the state, as well as in Victoria and South Australia. In Queensland, two massive fronts have collided, triggering wild weather out west, the system now tracking east. There's still quite a few months of those wetter conditions on the way. Jacinta Lee, 7 News. 
The euthanasia debate is continuing in New South Wales State Parliament after it passed its first major hurdle. Lower House MPs have voted to move ahead with the legislation, but amendments must be agreed to and voted on again before it's sent to the Upper House. Another vote will happen today. 17 million Australians may be forced to show identification before voting under new laws proposed by the federal government. The coalition wants the new system in place before next year's election. ID used could be a driver's licence, Medicare card, birth certificate, even an electricity bill. But Labor says it'll just make it harder for people to vote. A would-be thief has got more than he bargained for on the Gold Coast. David Rutherford woke up early yesterday morning after hearing his car being stolen. Wasting no time to get dressed, he put the surprised thief in a chokehold. I like to sleep comfortable and I just didn't have time. Like I wanted my car back. Dave decided to let the thief go and didn't call the police because he wanted to go back to sleep. Victorian researchers have uncovered a potential link between anxiety and Alzheimer's disease. A Monash University study found higher anxiety in middle-aged adults was related to poor attention and memory. Researchers say the observation suggests anxiety could be an indicator of the earliest stage of Alzheimer's. With exactly a month until the big day, a Christmas ham is right at the top of the shopping list. Australian pork has put this year's supermarket hams to the test, with one winner scooping the top awards for best taste and value. It's the taste of Christmas. Mm. Succulent ham, the centrepiece of the festive table. I'm really impressed by the quality of all of them. Cutting through the confusion about what to buy this year, four esteemed judges blind testing 20 hams from all the major supermarkets. I think I have made my mind up. It's all about texture, tenderness, aroma and flavour. Making sure when you walk into the supermarket you, you know what to choose and what to look for. Ham sales are up 20% on last year as families prepare for a much-needed celebration. <laughs> this year's Australian Pork Ham Awards winner is Woolworths. Its double-smoked half-leg voted Best Ham. At $12.50 a kilo, the judges described it as deliciously delicate. Woolies also won Best Value Ham with its budget-priced smoked half-leg. I can't believe that you can buy such um, great value product at such a reasonable price. Coles, Costco and IGA's top hams cost just $8.50 a kilo, with the Aldi favourite a few dollars more. The judges loved Costco's Berkshire ham, awarding it best premium buy. 80% of shoppers buy their Christmas hams from supermarkets, with anything on the bone guaranteed to be locally produced. They're all going to taste great. It's ham. It's Australian ham. How could it not taste great? Those less fortunate will enjoy Christmas ham too, with all these donated to Food Bank. Jackie Quist, 7 News. $5.5 billion in four days. That's how much Australians are predicted to fork out in this year's Black Friday sales. The shopping bonanza now officially underway. That's up 8% on last year. And while it's usually held online, with restrictions lifted and ongoing shipping delays, retailers are also expecting a rush in stores. 
Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is trading lower this morning. The Nasdaq is up. In London, the FTSE added and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed 196 points higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng also finished up. The All Lords was up and the ASX 200 finished eight points in the green. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,788 US dollars an ounce, oil 78 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 71.85 US cents, 82.89 Japanese yen and $1.04 New Zealand. The receivers appointed to recover assets from conwoman Melissa Caddick and her company are wasting no time. Jones Partners have given her family members 15 days to object before they seize her real estate, including her Sydney home. They're also planning to take possession of cars, shares and fake taxable income from the tax office. Melissa Caddick scammed around $23 million from investors before disappearing last November. Eleven people have died and dozens are trapped underground after a fire broke out inside a Russian mine. It's understood coal dust caught fire in a ventilation shaft, filling the mine with smoke. The rescue effort has been temporarily suspended due to the risk of an explosion. A day after the deadliest crossing on record, people are continuing to make the dangerous journey through the English Channel. At least 27 people drowned, including children and a pregnant woman, when a boat sank in bitterly cold water. Authorities are still working to establish their identities. It's prompted a war of words between British and French ministers, both blaming their counterparts over the disaster. A UK man has received the world's first 3D printed prosthetic eye. Steve Vasey had the new tech fitted at a London hospital. It looks more realistic than a traditional acrylic eye and also slashes the time it takes for patients to be fitted with their prosthetics. New York has roared back to life, hosting America's annual Thanksgiving parade, which made a triumphant return post-COVID. Let's go live to US correspondent Tim Lester. Tim, the balloons, floats and the marching bands were all back. Uh, morning, Jody. Yes, few signals from the Big Apple could more effectively say we're back than this one, the four-kilometre parade back on this year, winding from Central Park through to a uh, headquarters store of the department store Macy's. Last year, such a different site. They limited this to one block. They televised or pre-recorded for the televised show much of the parade last year and simply did not have a crowd as coronavirus cases uh, rose last year just six weeks before the US peak of cases. This year, back to an expected crowd in the streets of two and a half million six and a half thousand participants running the 95th annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, this though as US officials are concerned about rising coronavirus cases again. 95,000 new cases recorded yesterday. Mind you that is still uh, about one third or less than the peak of coronavirus cases in this country. Jody? Okay, lovely sight to see there. Thanks, Tim. Sydney Harbour typically lights up at night, but not like this. This week, the water was tinged with a bright blue glow and a photographer stopped to capture the magic. This is bioluminescence, a rare phenomenon where light emanates from inside living organisms. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. In sport, the Adelaide Strikers have silenced the Melbourne Renegades to reach their maiden women's big bash final. Bowler Megan Shute set the tone for the Strikers with the first ball as they restricted the Renegades to just 8 for 83. The chase was just a formality. A 72-run opening partnership between Darnay Van Neerkirk and Katie Mack inspiring the nine-wicket win. They face the Scorchers in tomorrow's final at Perth's Optus Stadium. The second night of the AFL draft has seen several young players follow in their father's footsteps. Jackson Archer, son of Glenn, was taken by North Melbourne with pick 59. A pick later, Peter Burgoyne's son Jace was picked up by Port Adelaide. Taj Wowoden followed Dad Shane, snapped up by the Demons, while the Blues recruited former Kangaroos and Power star Daniel Motlop's son Jesse. NRL expansion club the Dolphins have missed out on signing two more targets. Just days after being denied by Tino Farsua Maliawi, Pat Carrigan has opted to stay with the Broncos until the end of 2024, while the Storm have announced Christian Welch has agreed to a three-year extension. The Brisbane International Tennis Tournament has been cancelled yet again. It was due to go ahead in January along with the ATP Cup, but both events have been put on hold due to the pandemic. Instead, Adelaide's Memorial Drive will take the lucrative time slot. Organisers say they expect the tournament to come back bigger and stronger in 2023. One of our greatest jockeys is calling time after 35 years in the saddle. Speaking to Seven's Bruce McAvaney, Glenn Boss revealed he's retiring. A 90-time Group 1 winner, Boss famously won three Melbourne Cups with Maccabi Diva and more recently an Everest on Yes, Yes, Yes. To be at the level I want to be at all the time and to be at the level that I should be at, um, you've got to be all chips in, especially in the last three months that I felt that I was wavering. His last ride will be on Spanish Mission in tomorrow's Zipping Classic at Caulfield. You can watch it live on 7. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a low and troughs are generating rain and storms across large parts of the Northern Territory, Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria. The rain and storms are leading to flooding over the interior and about the eastern seaboard. A high is clearing WA with drying southeasterly winds. Around the capitals today, Brisbane showers, a storm likely, heading for a top of 27 degrees. Sydney, a possible morning storm, rain and 21. Canberra, possible storms, heavy falls, a top of 16. Melbourne, a top of 20, a shower or two becoming windy. Hobart, cloudy, heading for 15 degrees. Adelaide, partly cloudy and 21. Perth, sunny and 34. And Darwin, showers, a possible storm, 33 degrees. And that's 7 Early News for this Friday, the 26th of November, 2021.